And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Alright legends, welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time to be alive, what a bizarre time to be alive. It's lit- It's literally all happening. No- it feels like nothing is happening, but it's all happening. And it's episode, it feels like late 70s. Let me double check. It's You're right, it's late 70s, Bill. And yes, I did double check just to give an equally vague number there. But that's the time we're in, man. Specificity. <laughs> Say goodbye. You know, knowing... Knowing what episode you're listening to, that's pre-apocalypse, okay? So get ready to be vague and get ready to fight for your goddamn lives, people. Well, yeah, what a time. I mean, feel the hype, spread the hype, as always, but don't spread it too much, you know? We don't want to kill your neighbors by accident. All all these contagions moving around the world. Uh, But I'll talk about a few things, obviously, but um, i just say off the bat, (laughs) which... Look, you guys are going to love this, uh, especially to the to the listeners who have heard me plug this tour uh, for the last sort of, you know, two months, but my Melbourne shows are all cancelled. That was announced last week, and now my Sydney shows have just been cancelled as well. Um, I was about to lock in a date in August for Brisbane, but I don't know, whatever, who knows. Uh, I do have a date, May 8 in Newcastle is uh, the Watt Street Comedy Club. I don't know if that's going to go ahead or whatever, but Melbourne and Sydney are cancelled. And that's uh, like uh, most of my tour cancelled. So I apologise. Obviously, nothing anyone can do. Uh, and and yeah, so just... I don't know. I'm just so disappointed. Just so disappointed. So Melbourne, I still haven't been to Melbourne. And I, you know, what can be done? You know, so that sucks... Uh, it sucks for heaps of artists everywhere, music, comedy, you know, everyone's taken a huge financial hit. I, myself, am in financial ruin, but, I mean, it could be argued I've always been in financial ruin. So, you know, shades of grey, and it's just, it's just no one's fault. It's no one's fault that any of this is happening, so you can't be too bitter, and you just got to keep the wheels turning. I am on comedy hiatus because I don't have any gigs booked for the next six weeks. I've got one this Friday, like two hours away, and the guy said it might still be on, but he can suck my dick. I'm not going. So we'll just have to see what pans out with that. But I'm on hiatus, as many comedians are, as many human beings are. And at the end of the day, aren't we all just human beings? Um, So everything's cancelled. You know, it will be rescheduled whenever. I feel especially upset about Melbourne because... You know, Sydney, I've got this brand new show that I've been working on and it's, it's banging. It's, I want everyone to see it. And then Melbourne, you know, there was a method to the madness with me not coming last year. It's because Melbourne's the biggest comedy festival. I wanted to really make a big go of it. So Melbourne this year, I was going to sandwich, you know, the best half of last year's show and the best half of this year's show. And it was going to be, my God, paint was going to be peeling off the goddamn walls, okay? I was confident. I was ready. I had a semi-erection. I would not... Uh, I'd not booked my flights yet because, you, you know, they're Tiger Air. You can book them on the day. They're still like $97 return. So that was really the only positive was that I was so unorganized. I hadn't booked my flights yet. But I mean, outside of the $175 flights, I did lose thousands of dollars. But, you know, I didn't lose a thousand, thousands of dollars plus an extra 175 did I? So that's another silver lining for you. And, you know, it's just such a wild time. I don't really know where to uh, begin this, so everything's cancelled. Uh, I will say artists everywhere are... Some artists are asking for donations. You know, this sort of stuff. You know, support artists during these hard times. I think we can all agree that everyone's having a tough time and that, you know, we don't necessarily need to get around our favourite Triple J Unearth singer uh, right at this very moment. You know, it's called it's called showing the slightest bit of endurance. Um, you know, some, some comedians, some musicians, at the sign of the first cancellation, you know, they've got the... Uh, They've got the little donation bucket out. Oh, please, please help me. <laughs> I'm a struggling artist. It's like, you're just like, come on, dude. We're, we're two days into this disaster. You're already begging on your knees. Like, oh my God. It's like, just show the slightest bit of ticker, you fucking losers. So I thought that was com- just embarrassing. 
people on Twitter asking for donations. You know, DM me with options to donate. Dude. Asking... <laughs> saw one comedian with like 700 followers be like, DM me with options to donate. Dude, fucking hell. I'll donate you some fucking tweets, mate. Get some better content up there. Jesus Christ. Just the, uh, the, the privilege, you know, to think... Let me ask all these people who are definitely not struggling as much as I am for some of their hard-earned money because it is 100% confirmed that I am the only one struggling. That's absolutely wild, but whatever. And it's a bizarre time. I think patience is the key and, and know that we are all in this together. You know, I was chatting to a friend yesterday and she was like, yeah, this is so wild. And I was like kind of whinging a bit. I was like, oh, I just lost so much money. My tour's cancelled. And this was before even Sydney was cancelled. And and she was like, yeah, we're isolated. Then she was like, yeah, I'm actually uh, immunocompromised, as I believe how you say that, which means she's even more susceptible to the, uh, to the more severe cases of coronavirus. And it's real dangerous for her to actually be out in public. And so that's just an example of someone who um, who's doing it tough. And so many people are. So don't be a bitch, you know. Try not to whinge, you know, if, if a little whinge gets out, just try and grab it before, you know, anyone, anyone hears it if you can, but it's a wild time. Patience is key. I think I'm pretty much hold up. I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I myself have turned to the bottle. Uh, I've been drinking quite a bit of red wine with some light drug use, marijuana mostly, and some pretty average feature films. Watched Zombieland 2 last night. You can all skip that one, believe me. So it's it's a wild time. Uh, and, and just, I think, just patience. Everyone's having a tough time. Some guy, like the day after Melbourne Comedy Festival was cancelled, a guy organised a class action lawsuit to sue the festival and get all our registration fees refunded. So you have to pay about 600 bucks to register in the festival. But it was like, like, it's been one day, mate, all right? The festival didn't know it was going to be cancelled. Nobody knew any of this was going to happen. All right? It's been one day. We don't need to march on Parliament House just yet, okay? Like, just try and be a normal fucking person for two seconds. You know, give it the old Israel Folau. Just do nothing if you can. You know? Some people at the moment, all they have to do is nothing, and they can't even handle that. It's like, all you have to do... You know, most pretty well-off people have enough food in their, in their cupboard... Enough toilet paper for a, for a couple of days, you know? Just chill out. Go to the shops, buy a little bit of whatever. But just chill out. Just do nothing. Some people are out there going full Israel Folau, you know? Getting on their soapbox, doing a bunch of weird shit. You just need a fucking... All right? We just need to ride this one out as a team. And teamwork makes the dream work, so... But it's yeah, a bit of patience. Uh, and, you know, everyone is having a tough time. I will say some of the, I myself work at a shopping center during the day. Some of the behavior I'm seeing at the local Woolworths is nothing short of disgusting. But what can be done? I'm looking at you oldies, all right? I'm seeing all these oldies with their 48 rolls of toilet paper. It's like, this is three weeks in a row now with this shit. So I think we can just let that go. But I think, again, patience, you know, these oldies. You know, the, you know the last time this happened, we were invading Vietnam. So they're freaking out a little bit, you know? They're thinking, fuck... Where are the tunnels? I heard a guy say that at Woolies. He was in the, he was in the freaking dishwashing liquid section. He's like, fuck, where are the tunnels? They could be anywhere. I was like, dude, somebody fucking calm this, this young man down. And he was young because he was having a flashback to when he was 21. So he was, he was young in mind and body at that point. But yeah, we're, we're going to be okay. Dude, Vanessa Hudgens was getting lit up yesterday. That's where I personally draw the line. Okay, you go after, you know... You take down, you know, you take down whole festivals, you take down whole nations. When you take down an original cast member of High School Musical, dude, I tell you what, I'm out, okay? You've lost me, you've lost a supporter, all right? And again, it's just not enough. Vanessa Hudgens, if you didn't see this, she went on an Instagram live stream, possibly a bit inebriated, and uh, she was drinking some gin and juice. Now, was she indulging in some light drug use? It's not for me to say, but I, I looked like it. And she kind of just went on this bit of a babble. She's Instagram live streaming, okay? Who gives a fuck? But unfortunately, she has about 40 million followers. So that Instagram live stream is actually quite... It's a—it's really a significant cultural moment at that point. 
And she was like, oh, coronavirus. I mean, everyone's just freaking out. Like, stop, stop being so annoying. Like, some people are going to die. That's inevitable, whatever. Quite insensitive from Vanessa. And, and really painful to see it come out of the mouth of one Gabriela Montez. But, but also, is it really the absolute worst thing that's happening at the moment that Vanessa Hudgens said something slightly insensitive on an Instagram live stream? She was a little drunk, sort of rambling a bit. She immediately apologized. And it's like, people are actually dying, all right? We don't need to give this so much attention, you know? You want, everyone just freaks out. It's like, you want the best of both worlds. You want former high school musical star Vanessa Hudgens to be engaging and fun, get on the live stream. Everyone wants that. But then she makes a mistake, you know? You accidentally let something slip. It wasn't that bad. Everyone's trying to cancel her and all this going... Well, like, there was all these tweets, like, I can't believe the coronavirus's first celebrity victim was Vanessa Hudgens, you know, RIP her career, all this sort of stuff. It's like, it was a slip of the tongue. She didn't, like, say the N-word or anything. Like, okay, just fucking chill out, everyone. Bit of patience, bit of whatever, you know? Everyone's, yeah, there's a lot of stress and anxiety out there. Understandable. Why don't you just turn to alcohol like a goddamn adult, all right? Red wine, five bucks. Bottle stores are still open, all right? Okay? And I will say, if you're a young gun like myself, I'm 25, I'm in the prime of my life, okay? I'm not going to beat around the bush, all right? And uh, look, I'm in the prime of my life. I don't need to be going to Woolies at freaking 7 a.m. fighting off, you know, a single mother of three for a packet of pasta, okay? I myself would much rather just go to the shops at the end of the day with some dignity and just eat whatever's left because there's still so much food left, you know? Yeah, okay, tonight I'm, I'm going to have to put a break on fucking, I can't make butter chicken or, or spaghetti bolognese. Oh, no. Just eat fucking anything. It's all food. It's all food, all right? Now's not the time to be picky. So just, okay? I didn't want to make a big deal of it, but when you go after Vanessa Hudgens, that's when I was like, fuck this. Okay? High School Musical 1, 2, and 3. And let's not forget, Band Slam was a fucking banger as well. Under the Radar, fantastic Disney film. I haven't seen those Netflix Christmas ones, but I was just waiting for a girl to ask me to watch it with her, you know? I was just waiting. I was pumped. So, I will say this. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about... Oh, all right. I didn't want to talk about coronavirus too much, but unfortunately we're 13 minutes in. I hope that was mildly entertaining for you fucking diseased cunts out there. But, uh, bunker down, bitch, you know? Anyway, uh, I'm feeling very aggressive for some reason. Do you know what? It's because I just found out Sydney Comedy Festival was cancelled, and then I found out they went after Vanessa Hudgens, and then I sat down to do this. And that was too much for me to handle, dude. Alright, you've poked the bear. You've poked the bear. Anyway. So I should recap my trip to Adelaide because I was just did my tour in Adelaide and you know what? It was so fun. It was so fucking fun. Thank you to everyone who came out. I really appreciate it. Thank you to the Rhino Room. Best venue, best staff ever. Really fun week. Thank you to my friend, Australian comedian, Benny Darso. Let me stay in his apartment for a few nights. That was fantastic. And uh, it was really great. It was really great. And uh I had a great little room. I was just cranking some fucking Smith Street band and catfish in the bottom room before the show. And uh, that's great. That's a great time. So I'm trying to think of some, some goddamn highlights. I will say anyone who came to the Friday show, win some, you lose some, hey? I was pretty good, but weird vibe. Um, so that was, a, that was a bit of a weird one. All the other shows were fucking fantastic. And it was a lot, just a lot of fun. The show is banging now i'm i will reschedule sydney and uh and probably melbourne at some point and it was it was just really good and the adelaide fringe let me tell you well done to adelaide by the way i i, I was really mean to adelaide last week but the coronavirus fears came in on friday adelaide said Do you know what we don't care we don't care all right they're all flocking into tents to see shows you know a tent is really just a virus breeding ground that humidity is spot on so it was great. I saw some fantastic comedy. I saw Will Anderson and Jim Owen and Tom Gleason. 
I saw Peter Hellyer, that guy, ugh, you can probably skip him, but everyone else was fantastic. Inspirational stuff, it really was. Um, and, and the good thing is, you go and see these late-night showcases with all your favourite comedians on them. You go see Will Anderson, you go see Tom Gleason, these sort of guys. You see them on a midnight showcase, pro tip, they're not sober, alright? Go and catch Will Anderson after 12 beers, it's fucking awesome. It's a bit looser, you know? So that was really exciting. Um... I will say a few things that happened. The, the last night was, uh, I, I will say the only real thing that was a negative was the show before me was a, was a band. They were playing a, they were like a band. Love, sorry, I got the hiccups. Lovely guys. But there's a 15 minute window between shows. They were taking about a gentleman's 25 to pack up each night. And they were fucking up the speaker system because they had it all way too high all the sound was all fucked up. There's shit everywhere. They leave the room in an absolute state. My show started late every night. Fucking, you're a co- comedy bands, okay? Go go do a Battle of the Bands contest at a fucking youth center against some 14-year-olds, all right? Get the fuck out of here. We're a three-piece comedy band, all right? It sounds like you're three shit comedians who, it's like when they, you know, on The Simpsons, they taped a bunch of cats together to form a cow. That's what you're doing if you're a comedy band. Just fucking... Alright, get it together, do your show, and get the hell out, alright? I need time to chill out before the show instead of helping you fucking pack up your bass guitar and shit, alright? Get the hell out of here. So comedy bands, I'd like to see them quarantined, alright? Let's see a ban on those. But I will say, the last night at the Rhino Room, cracking party. It was a bit of a lock-in situation, and this is really fun. And a uh, quick shout-out, I will say to uh, Steve and... Uh, and, and Sam, who I had about 14 beers with after the Saturday night show. Fantastic uh, to meet those guys and have a beer with them. Some good times ensued. And it, w- it was really fun. And then they, they headed off. I went upstairs and watched the late night showcase at the Rhino Room. Uh, one of the, this big headliner from England, this guy, Lloyd Langford. Lovely guy. I walk in, he goes, oh, Billy, what's the, what's the guy? So I go, fuck, man, I'd love to get on this late night show. I had about 10 beers, but I was feeling just like in the pocket, you know? And, and he goes, oh, dude, they just asked me. They're desperate for someone to fill in. I go, you're kidding. He goes, yeah, go ask the booker. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a big wig in Adelaide, so I don't want to burn any bridges. But so I go up to the booker, this guy Craig, who's lovely. I go, Craig, mate, heard you had some dropouts. You got this heavy hitter from Sydney ready whenever you need him. Like, I'm trying to be funny about it, so I'm not like pestering him. And he... He was like, yeah, 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 no, the show's full. Everyone's been asking me, okay, the show's full, Bill, please. All right, just let me get back to running the show. Totally fair enough from him, but Lloyd, you totally fucked me. That Lloyd guy totally fucked me. And I went, out, I went back and I said, Lloyd, you totally fucked me. And he immediately, he immediately bought me a drink. What a legend, okay? And that was how me and Lloyd's friendship was briefly tested. And we came back. We came back better and stronger than ever. Okay, and I will say... And then they locked in the Rhino Room. It's just all comedians and staff and it's going off. There's all these back alleys. I will say, you know, a lot of narcotics floating around. I will say that. A lot of the Adelaide comedians, some of the bigger comedians were doing the, the narcotics. Billy D was steering clear. And uh, and that's what, I'm, that's what I'm sticking to, hey? Oh, boy. Nah, but uh, yeah, so it was a fucking loose time. But, and, and good times were being had. Everyone's just running all over the place, having a great time. I saw Jim Owen was off his rocker, being a bloody, just being an absolute larrikin. And in this context, larrikin does mean a fucking weirdo. But loved his company nonetheless. Uh, Stephen Kamos was trying to fuck my friend. Just par for the course. But um, but yeah, it was, it was great times. I saw Will Anderson. I didn't have the balls to chat to him, but he was really, really the only, uh, I will say... Billy D around, I'm still very much a comedy fan. If I see these big comedians, I'm not one of these guys who's like, oh my God, oh, who gives a fuck? It's, you know, it's Arj Barker. We're all just colleagues. No, okay? Grew up watching these guys. I still very much idolize them. So I still get a bit starstruck. But I will say what can help you uh, sort of, you know, jump that bridge to a conversation, it's 14 to 16 standard drinks. So get that into you. And, you know, me and, me and Stephen came, I said, we're, we're chirping and chiving, yakking and yiving or whatever. And it, it was clear he just wanted to fuck my friend, but I still felt like we made a connection. You know, me and Jamal were having a bit of a laugh. 
Didn't chat to Will. There's a few other big acts there. I can't remember who. And uh, it's just a bloody good time. Got back to my hostel at a gentleman's 5 a.m. Uh, 6.30 wake up. And I'd like to come clean from before I did take some of the drugs that the other comedians were taking. So I was a little bit worse for wear in the morning. Woke up completely off my rocker at 6.30. Already packed. So I literally just throw my bag over my head straight in, a, in an Uber, straight to the airport. I will say my rating must have taken a brutal hit because I'm just still... I'm literally swinging back and forth in the back of this uh, Uber. Got my tunes cranking in my headphones, just just singing full ball. You know, I'm singing How to Save a Life by the Fray, you know? And I'm singing like a man who's lost something. But really, you know, Billy D, I've, I've had that free ride. So I'm singing with passion. I, I'm you know, breezing through security, throwing up a few of these, having a great time. And then I can't sleep on planes. I just am the worst at it. So luckily I go, what's in my wallet? One of my new friends at the after party gave me a handful of Dexies, Dexamphetamines. And that's a prescription medication, okay? Back off. I'll, you, you can talk to my doctor. I'm very happy to give you his email. Um, he's a little busy at the moment, yeah? We're actually in the middle of a pandemic. How about you stop hassling my doctor? And back the f- fuck off, all right? So, dude, I'm fired up today. I don't even want to fucking do this podcast. But now look at me, 22 minutes in. Unstoppable. And... Uh, yeah, so I get on the plane, I go, this, I suck at sleeping on flights. Let me take a Dexy, push through this whole thing. How's this? Take a Dexy, got reverse Dexy. I don't know what happened. Take a Dexy, blink, sort of wake up. The pilot's going, we're descending into Sydney. I got reverse Dexied. Took a Dexy, fell asleep, teleported to, to back to Sydney. I'm two from two on the teleports. I teleported from Perth and from Adelaide back to Sydney fantastic and then i get off the uh i get off the plane take another dexy and this one kicked in now i'm got it's like i don't know but now i've got two dexies in me i'm back in sydney i've teleported home i've had a great fun tour in adelaide i made a lot of new friends seen some great comedy i've done some great shows i'm having the time of my goddamn life yes and that was and that's really a tale of the human spirit i think um yeah so Absolute time in Adelaide. Loved it. And yeah, the Saturday show, lucky it was a banger because it's probably the last time, last show I'll be doing for a while. So six weeks at least with no gigs at the moment. Um, I want to do like, a few people have been saying to me like, do two podcasts a week, um, this sort of stuff during the quarantine period. I'll be honest, I do have the time. I don't think we necessarily need two get around me's in a week. Because I used to do two, I used to do two and it was just two half hours. Now I just do like 50 minutes. So it's pretty much the same, but, but I like to do something a bit different. I'm just thinking of something. I'm thinking about maybe doing like a, like a Corona vlog or something separate, like an apocalypse survival kit or something. I'm not sure, but, but I am thinking of something extra to do to sort of fill the time and hopefully provide a bit more entertainment for some of the legends stuck at home. Um, but yeah, so if you have any bright ideas. Did a funny video yesterday on Instagram. You can check that out. Goes for 37 seconds though. So it's not exactly going to sort of sort of fill up your week, is it? But yeah, I don't know. So Adelaide was fantastic fun. And once again, thank you to everyone who came to Adelaide. Thank you to everyone who came to Perth. Thank you for everyone who's listening to the pod and just sort of being a, um, being a bit of a legend, you know. A lot of good energy around the pod. I will say, um, listener of the pod and and uh, so one of the biggest listeners of the pod, uh, Annabelle, shout out. She did mention to me that you should be careful spreading hype. Obviously, on this pod, we feel hype and you better fucking believe we spread it. But do be careful if you're visiting. Um, be careful spreading hype around. If you've just come back from Iran or China or any country, do not spread any hype for at least 14 days. Um, and also... If you're visiting um, the elderly, grandparents, that sort of stuff, um, do not spread any hype um, for at least 14 days since you've last listened to an episode of the pod because um, obviously, you know, the thing with my hype is there's a lot of it, but it is a very potent hype. And, you know, if someone's immune system is weaker or they're old, um, some of my banter is so hot and so just, it's like a vortex. Some of my banter, and it 
if if, if that person's not sort of 100% switched on, it could take them out. So be careful um, spreading that hype. And thank you to Annabelle for that, those wise words. And I'll just fix up the goddamn camera. All right. And the good times keep on rolling. So, I want to say this. And I'm just going to do a few quarantine survival tips, okay? Because it looks like we're all going away for two weeks. I'm recording this on Wednesday the 18th. At this point, it's not a lockdown, but um, all the guys I know who are into conspiracy theories are saying that this is what the lizard people have been planning for years and we will, in fact, be locked down. And further that, we're going to lose all our human rights and liberties. So I'm, I'm saying that I'm hanging out, with, hanging out with the wrong people. And uh, all right, so I've got a few quarantine survival tips for you diseased pelicans out there, okay? And even if you're not diseased, you know, one day you're just normal, next day you wake up just a diseased pelican. So stay behind those walls. And you know what? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not doing any comedy gigs and that's depriving the world of, of something beautiful. But obviously it wasn't, you know, very much out of my hands. But so a couple of quarantine, quarantine survival tips. First one, and this is probably the biggest one, find love and find it quick. Okay. If you're single, now's not the time to be, all right? Because we got at least probably a month here of no going out. No getting raucous, none of this sort of stuff. Um, and, you know, if you're like me and that's sort of your main avenue of meeting people, you're in trouble. So, and especially if you're on like a, a month sex drought at the moment, you know, by the time this this virus leaves us, who knows what what sort of a drought you'll be on or what sort of, what sort of person will be left, you know. You'll just be a dried up, sort of pruny prude of a person. So... You, we got the last few days before they shut all the bars and everything. Get out there and find love as quickly as possible, all right? Tee up a few dates um, and and just, you know, look, if you have to put it on a bit and say, I've never met anyone like you, rah, 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 no shame, all right? We all need affection in this post-apocalypse world. So get out there and get amongst that and, uh, and find someone special to sort of, you know, cradle you through this, through this scary situation. And this next one sort of building on that as well because it is strength in numbers. Once you've found love, or even this could be a way to find love, you're going to want to join a cult as quickly as possible. Okay, because when society breaks down and we all come out from our nests, um, you know, it is going to be strength in numbers. And if you're in a cult, you know, people might think, oh, it's, it's Billy and 400 of his weirdest fucking friends. Nah, dude, Billy's got a dead set army behind him. Okay, so you're going to want to join a cult. Uh, I would suggest Hillsong. You know, they're one of the biggest. And Hillsong, I, I'm predicting, will rule the world post-apocalypse because, you know, they're all, they're, they're smart. they work in numbers. Uh, they've got a confidence that, that you know, mere mortals don't have. And all the men are, are pretty much superhumans because none of them have sex before marriage. So, you know, you and your mates, you know, versus a, a, a fit elite squadron of 15... 22-year-old Hillsong, Hillsong men, you lose that battle. You lose that battle nine times out of ten, okay? They've been, they're just filled to the fucking brim with testosterone, okay? They're just waiting for Katie to say, I'm ready to marry you so he can finally fucking blast off, you know? But until then, he's going to take all that pent-up sexual energy and beat the shit out of you and take your potatoes and your rice. All right, so join a cult ASAP. Strength in numbers. And that's a big one. Next up we have... Okay, now these ones are a couple a couple of lighthearted ones. Firstly, this is a quick one. Don't be the fucking coronavirus fun fact guy. You know, this guy is like, oh, like constantly coming up with shit that no one's ever heard about. It's like, uh, hey, did you know that uh, two weeks from now, South Korea is actually going to be the safest place on the planet due to their climate? Oh, cool. Sick, you know? Oh, did you know that uh, this virus actually, uh, you know, they, they, they had a theory that something similar was uh, found like this in, you know, 2000 AD in eastern Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia, but they, they're not 100% sure. It's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, there's so few days left on this earth in this, in this apocalypse and you are wasting my time, guy. Okay. Unless 
you're doing a freaking split screen with Carl Stefanovic. I don't want to fucking hear a word, all right? I get my medical advice from one man, and that's Carl. Carl goddamn Stefanovic, brother. So shut up. And this next one, you know, let's not get too serious, because this apocalypse, you know, look at me. I'm usually out every night doing, doing comedy gigs. Some of them aren't that great, but I'm out there working. Now, we've all got a complete license to be a dead shit, completely guilt-free. Okay, it's out of our hands. Oh no, I've got to have a bottle of wine and watch Netflix. Oh no. If I did that on a normal Wednesday night, knowing I could be out there working, earning money, working on myself, you know, guilt, you know, we're all adults. We've all got that voice in our head now that says, you know, you sit down, you relax for two hours on a freaking Wednesday. We all have that voice that says, hey, Billy, you're a piece of shit. You're not being productive. What are you doing? What's fucking, uh, I guarantee bloody, you know, Lewis Spears is probably filming a freaking a Netflix documentary in Romania right now about stand up in the, in the underground or something, you know? Why aren't you out there in Romania filming something like that? It's like, well, you're right. I should be doing something. But now, coronavirus, baby. Tools down. Tools down. Guilt free. Be a dead shit, you know? Lap it up. So that one's a real positive. This one's good as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is another one. And I touched on this earlier. Bit of patience. Just try not to be too hard on the oldies. I know, I know, I know I've, I'm freaking eight, you know, 77 episodes in. On many episodes, I've said I fucking hate old people. And it's only because I do. But still, give the oldies some slack. Let them hoard. You know, they're just, they're going to die soon. Just let them have their moment. And if it really comes down to it, look, you can just steal what they've taken, you know? You, they think they're hoarding supplies for themselves. The old guy next to me, pff, he's just storing my food at his house, okay? Oh, if, if push comes to shove, I'll jump the fence. Hey, Winston, get the fuck out of my way, you old piece of shit, okay? You know? I saw you on your electric scooter up there at Woolies hoarding, hoarding freaking brown rice. How'd you know? It's my favorite. Bam, you know? So let the oldies hoard it because they are physically weak and there's no amount of pasta in the world that's going to power them up to a point where they can beat you in a fight. So just be patient and fuck them up later. And that one, that one comes from the heart. It really does. Um, okay. Firstly, if you're a casual, once your company, allegedly, I'm not going to say anything, but uh, you know, if your company says you know, they will be paying sick leave for coronavirus... I would start not only shaking hands, but I'd start I'd start just greeting people with a big old, just start making out with them, you know? Lick the back of their tonsils, taste what they had for lunch, you know, really get in there. And I'd be going out of my way to get that Corona ASAP, get that sweet, sweet sick leave. That's something we've not seen before as casuals. This is a rare opportunity in time to get paid sick leave as a casual employee. And I'm fucking, mmm, exciting time. So lick it up, lead, go in tongue first, you know? That's, that's the, the place to be. And don't forget, obviously, <laughs> let's all be thankful, by the way, we're not in America. In America, there's videos, you know, we think we got it bad. There's a bunch of pensioners lining up for toilet paper. We're like, ah, oh, it's chaos. Ah. In America, they're lining up at gun stores, stocking up on assault rifles and ammo. <laughs> That's a line to get scared about, all right? You know, think of half the idiots we got here. Imagine they had guns, you know, terrifying. But on that note as well, obviously, we don't have guns in Australia. Don't forget that almost anything can be a weapon with the right attitude. Okay? You see a rake, bam. I see four, well, probably what, like 15 blunt knives on the end of a stick, you know? You want to social distance yourself? Well, I hope you're more than a rake length away because I'll fucking, I'll rake you, bruh. I'll rake you. So don't be afraid to rake your neighbors. And also, that's another one. The term neighbors, get rid of that. Enemies. That's what they are. All we have right now, you know, friends, family, neighbors. We have enemies and enemies in disguise. Enemies who have not revealed themselves to us yet. You know? Mom called me up the other day. She said, how are you going health-wise? I said, oh, bet you'd like to know. You know? Mum, is that what we're calling you now? I reckon she was checking in to see if I was sick enough for her to come over and steal what I have. And the joke's on her because all I have is an Aldi bottle of wine and some saladas. Ball's in your court now, Jenny, hey? So there's some survival tips. Stay safe, be patient, and rake your enemies at, every, at any and all points. You know, just rake it up. 
So that's the end of the quarantine thing, you know. Fucking whatever, dude. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. It's all gravy. You know. It feels a little bit like, as an artist, I don't want to... And I'm not whinging. This is just practical. But it does feel a little bit like our careers have kind of been put on hold for a year. Which is a very bizarre feeling, you know. A lot of people... You know, maybe, you know, I was going to Melbourne for the first time. Some people are, you know, going up to a hundred seater for the first time. Some people would have been doing the gala for the first time. You know, this sort of stuff. You know, musicians might have been playing Splendor for the first time. This, so it feels like everything's kind of been put on hold. Like, and, and you're like, uh, comedy and music and stuff. It's not a fucking stepladder to success. It's, you know, it's peaks and troughs, you know. Some artists might have had a hot single in February this year. Got booked for Splendor. That might have led to X, Y, and Z. Now, next time, next year, they might have fucking no good music. They might not get booked. Bah, 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 bah. They're back stuck in shells of woolies. So, you know, the financial loss is one thing. and But, you know, everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's getting laid off, left from right, you know, whether you're an artist or not. But, yeah, it does feel like, yeah, your, your career is almost kind of like skipped a year. Like 2020 almost wouldn't have happened. So, I don't know. It's very bizarre. Um, so yeah, I've got a couple more things to talk about and I hope, um, you enjoy them. This is exciting. All right. This is a love story we can all get around. Wrap your head around this. Okay. So a mate of mine goes on a first date with a girl. Fuck yeah, he did. All right. Love is all around us. Don't ever forget it. But he goes on a first date. The first date goes well. The next day, he gets hit by a car, leg shattered, and hospitalized. All right? The girl comes to the hospital and supports him through his whole hospitalization. You know? Some would say she can't leave. Bit of a weird time to leave. But they were only one date in. She could have easily pulled the pin. You know? You could have... I mean, I've fucking not called people back for less, you know? You know, I remember I went on a first date with a girl once and I just thought... I don't know if she's really pulling off that high ponytail, you know? And I just thought, uh, I don't know. And she said High School Musical 3 was her favorite of the original three. And I was like, oh, no second date, you know? But if it's like, what, you're in hospital, you got mowed down by a car. Jesus Christ, dude, call your ex, all right? I'm not I'm not in for this after one, one cocktail at El Camino, you know? There's not enough freaking $17 margarita specials in the world. You know, this is straight out of a freaking uh, a Judd Apatow film. But forget that shit. She's at the hospital with flowers going, fuck, I don't even know you, but have some of these. What, you're allergic to daisies? I don't know. I don't know you. But I think there's something here. You know, what a fucking moment. How good's that? that would, that's almost to the point where it would almost creep me out a little bit, you know? I mean, you're on a first date with a girl. You wake up in hospital. You're all fucked up. You're all morphined up. And you just see Jessica who you took to drinks from Tinder, you're just like, oh, Jessica's here. Awesome. <laughs> yes. How did you get in this room? I thought it was family visitors only. And she's like, I'll never leave your bed. You're like, okay, Jessica, let's put the brakes on this, you know? That's what you'd say if it wasn't love. But, you know, they're, and they're still going out, I believe. So that's, that's a feel-good story for you during these weird times, you know? You think, oh, I've... I really like Jessica, but now I'm fucking laid up in hospital. She probably doesn't even know I'm here. Oh, my God. Bam. She turns up with the roses. God damn it. That's a feel-good story. Somebody write, 60 minutes, where are you? You know, married at first sight. Next time you see one of those guys get freaking pinned up against an ATM by a, by a Ford Fiesta, and the chick still turns up, no Channel 9 cameras, that's love. And that's a feel-good story. I guess we're all sort of looking for a, uh, a feel-good story. I myself am going on a date tomorrow night. I mean, allegedly, if they don't shut down the bars. I'm hoping I'm able to uh, sort of turn that into, at least at the very least, a six-week relationship, sort of pad out this uh, this quarantine period. But but she's a great girl, so and we, we don't know what's going to happen. And unless she says her favorite High School Musical was High School Musical 3, I think we're going to be, you know, I'm predicting fun times. But you don't know. But I tell you what, if I get hit by a car the next day, I don't know if I'd be backing her to turn up. So, yeah, that's bizarre. 
And and do you know what? It's better that it happened after one date because if it happens after four dates, that's a bit like, oh, I suppose I should go. Like she's there because she wants to be there. You know, if she goes, dude, fuck this. He's in, you got his legs all, he's in hospital. No, I'm out. Dude, what the hell? No. But four dates, you're like, oh man, you probably go to the hospital just to show face and be like, oh, hey, I thought this whole thing was going to fizzle between us, but now I guess, oh, what are we doing? And maybe you got to break up with him at the hospital. Maybe you got to go in and give him that face to face. And then he's all morphined up. He probably doesn't remember it. Two weeks later, he calls you up for that fifth date. He's like, I'm out. And you're like, oh God, I came in and broke your heart, but you were so fucked up on Endone. You don't remember. Jesus, this is awkward. But this this girl came in after one date. Dude, she put a ring on that, okay? Love that from her. Love that for him. I love love. I love love. So that's that's a feel-good story. And I will say, just on this whole El Camino thing, uh, and I will say, I was speaking to someone the other day. I don't know if everyone has El Caminos. Uh, I know in, so in Sydney... I'm pretty sure there's some in Melbourne. El Camino is a chain of Mexican bars where they do like cheap tacos and like you get like a tower margarita and like it's like a liter of margarita and all these crazy cocktails that are like 25 bucks. They're essentially trash, but they get you pretty fucked up. And you wear a sombrero. A lot of like 25-year-old girls who work in offices will go there and just like, ah, we're so crazy. Look how big this drink is. A lot of captions you'll see, it'll be them with one of these huge margaritas like... I said I'm just coming for one drink, wink, you know, and uh, I personally hate it, um, but I know apparently I've been told not every state has El Caminos, so I will take a blanket swing at franchise bars across the galaxy, all right, I'm looking at you grilled, I'm looking at you, um, you know, what are some other ones, grilled, El Camino, uh... I can't think of any others. What's that other one that's kind of like grilled? Um, maybe it's got a rooster on it. Even just these places that are franchised and they're like trying to be nice, but they're, and you know, people are like, oh yeah, look, dude, let's go for a night. Let's go to grilled. Oh dude, you want to get dinner and a few beers? Oh, let's go to grilled. They've got Peroni on tap. It's like, dude, just fucking, okay. I draw the line. Pubs should have some character, you know? Franchises, they suck the soul out of these things. And El Camino, if you if you honestly like, what really triggered me was I was walking to a gig the other day. I walked past an El Camino, and there was all these lads there, like neck tattoos, sleeves, like real NRL style blokes, and they were all like sending videos, being like, oh, "We're so loose, we're so crazy," and then drinking these margarita towels. It's just watered down sugar garbage with a shot of tequila in it. And this whole this whole fucking thing, like, oh, dude, went to El Camino last night. I got loose. Did it? You were wearing a pink hat, all right? Franchise bars can suck my dick. I'm sorry. Go to a pub or go to like a club. Go somewhere where they're going, hey, this is what we do, you know? This is what we're doing. This is a bit different, you know? Something cool. You're just supporting this. It's the corporatization of the local watering hole that I hate. You know, pubs should be pubs. We don't have enough good pubs in Sydney as is without a fucking a Mexican... $2 franchise popping up on every corner. They're fucking everywhere. You know? You go in, there's no there's no tap beers. It's just all watered down, like frozen margaritas and shit. Pineapple, froze, vodka, fuck offs. I don't know. And this whole thing of like, it it makes not fun people think they're fun. You know, you, you go to a, you go to a free, the problem is you go to an El Camino. Everyone's in the hats. Everyone's with the big things. And you go there, they're all sitting in silence. You know, you go, oh, hey guys, what's happening? And, they, and they're like, oh, you know, just work drinks. Uh, and then the Instagram goes up, oh, crazy night with the gals. You know, oh, the lad's losing it. Look how big, this margarita's as big as my head. And it's like, it, I think it honestly breeds not fun people. But it, because it's all bright colors and hats and weird glasses, I think grilled just sucks. I don't know, I might, I don't know how grilled, grilled just sucks. Fuck you, grilled. But, but El Camino's got to go. And if this is not translating, if you've never been to El Camino, just fucking hit up Google Images. It's trash. It's goddamn trash. I hate it. And, uh, you know, there's just... 
it's this culture of like, I just love just hanging out with friends, good company, you know, El Camino, you go there, it's, it's all just distractions and bullshit to distract you from the fact that you're here with your office mates who suck and you're all just fucking, you know, ones and twos, ones and twos, yeah, weather was good, busy in the office, you know, yeah, like Katie's dress and you're all just sitting there like cowards sipping away at these litre cocktails until someone, a bit of the sugar, hits the right part of your brain with a bit of tequila and someone has the balls to actually say something that a fucking computer wouldn't say, you know? Like, just just be normal all the time. You don't have to go to El Camino and be fun once a fortnight when Sarah from Accounts put it, puts it in the office calendar. All right? Just be normal all the time. Say what's on your mind. Just fucking let it out. You know, just let it out. And the thing that something has triggered this as well is that, have you noticed that a lot of people are very talkative at the moment with this whole coronavirus thing? Because it's like, it's a topic to talk about. You know, oh, what about this? Heard this? What do you hear? I heard this. I just read this. Da, da, da. Fine. But you notice, like, a lot of people want to be talkative now and who actually have been mean losers for ages. Some people have been, like, just sour losers for like the last two, three years I've known them, whether it be, you know, in all, you know, friendship groups, you know, work groups, whatever it is, you know, and then it's like, now they're all, everyone's up for a chat now. It's like, hey, how crazy is this coronavirus? You know, wow, didn't see this coming, did you? It's like, I'll tell you what's crazy. How much of a cunt you've been for the last three years I've known you, you know, you've been, you've, you've, the amount of people with some, you know, you say hi, they're not friendly. They're not up for a chat. They don't give a fuck about you or what you're doing or, you know, they don't want to talk to you. And now there's something to talk about. Something interesting's happening. Everyone's up for a chat. I'm sorry, dude. I was up for a chat in 2017 when we first met. Too late, brother. Fucking hope you get this shit. So, anyway. I don't know. Fucking fired up today, hey. It's just a lot of fucking things chipping away, I reckon. I maybe should have let it breathe for a bit before I... I, I went Sydney Comedy Festival, straight in, cancellation, straight into this pod. And it just... I was like, ah. But anyway. All right. Here's one last thing. Oh, this isn't ranty. But this is actually kind of a feel-good thing, I think. I try to balance it up a bit. This is cool. And I've got some friends who are just really, just some of the nicest people. And, and this is something I want to do better. I read this on a fucking, one of those like Instagram posts where it's like, you're a, you're a delicate flower. But this one actually made me think maybe I am a delicate flower. You know, it really got it. It got into me. And, uh, where's this camera up to? Oh, sweet. Um, so what this one said was, it said like, we're all tiptoeing around. And this is kind of what I was saying with, before the coronavirus thing. A lot of people aren't very friendly and I'm very, and also I'm very outgoing. So maybe, you know, that, like, I do like to talk a lot. So maybe I'm a bit more needy than other people, but I like to chat. But one thing I always do is, uh, I saw this thing, like, this post, it was like, everyone's so scared to, like, you know, you know, really just say what's on their mind, this sort of stuff, you know. I mean, and one of the things it said, we all time our text message replies so we don't seem too enthusiastic. Isn't that bizarre? Like, someone will text me, I'll see it, and I'll be like, and I'll put it down, I'll be like, I'll reply to this in 20 minutes. I already know what I'm going to say. I already know the reply. I always do that. And I hate it when people do it to me, you know, when you're having, you're having like a five minute text conversation over the span of eight hours. And I always do that, especially with girls, you know, always wait 20 minutes and then they wait 20 minutes and then goes on forever. It's like, and it's all because we want to seem cool. You know, we want to seem busy. We want to seem like this conversation actually doesn't matter, but it's actually like just disrespectful. You know, if you text me and I go, oh, that's my mate, Jake, who gives a fuck? You know, I'm not thinking that. But that's what it comes across as, you know? Oh, you know, I'll reply to this whenever the fuck I want, you know? I'll just make, I'll make them wait. You know, I want to, I want to seem like I've got stuff to do. But from now on, I'm, I'm doing it. And, and some of my mates are already like this. They reply straight away. And, and then I still wait. I still will wait a bit. But it's like, why, why don't we just reply straight away? No one's busy. Unless you're Kevin Hart or like Ariana Grande or The Rock, everyone has time to reply, you know? Sometimes your phone's down, it's charging or whatever. But as soon as you see the message, most people have time to reply. Unless you're on a movie set, you know, you're on a worldwide goddamn tour or whatever. You know, you do get busy, but a lot of the time, we're all doing it. We're all timing our replies 
to make ourselves look cool, to look busy. Oh, I'll get to that when I can. You know, I see, I see you, Jason. You're eating a Guzman Y Gomez in a desolated food court. It's just you and an old man at two separate tables eating burritos. Okay? I saw you look at the phone and put it back down and get back into the burrito. Like, so I think we could all be better at this, you know? Let's speed up the process a little bit, you know? If you text me and I've got the time to reply and I know the answer, bam, I'm replying now. I'm, I'm saying it on the pod, so I'm going to try and hold myself a bit more accountable. So, so that's the thing. I think we could all be just, you know, a bit more enthusiastic. It, it's so lame to be enthusiastic now. It's lame to get excited about stuff, you know? But it's not like people who don't get excited about stuff suck. You know, oh, we'll see how it goes. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, what'd you expect? Like, it's, you know, people who like never act surprised no matter what happens. What's that? Three-week quarantine? Pfft, whatever, man, you know? All right, dude. Like, just let's get excited, you know? I was super excited to go to Melbourne. I was super excited to do my Sydney shows. Super excited for heaps of stuff. It's okay to be disappointed as well. It's okay to be enthusiastic, you know? And this whole thing of like, with with girls, if you're trying to ask a girl out or whatever, you don't want to seem too desperate. Like, well, you're free Thursday. It's me, Bill. Do you remember me? I get that a little bit, but if it's your friends, and even with girls, even with guys, your mum, your dad, you know, just fucking, bam, give them the info. Give them the goods early. You know, we could all move on. So that's something I'm going to try and be better at. And it's it's good social. Let's be enthusiastic. Let's be fun. Let's bloody keep it going, team. Hey, bit of a weird pod. At times, it could be argued I lost my mind. And for that, look, do you know what? It's my pod. I don't care. You can back off. It's the last time I'll say it. It is the last time I'll say it. And you know what? No fucking dates to tour. No dates to plug. No tours to date. No girls to date. Got a date tomorrow night. Allegedly. Don't back out. I'm hoping the bar stay open. Um, I'll tell you what. Good excuse this quarantine to just get girls straight over to your house. I will say that. It's like, sorry, wanted to take you out. Dude, this quarantine is a great excuse to be less romantic. You know, it's like, well, I was going to take you on a $200 three-course meal, but unfortunately, it's going to be a $4 bottle of red in my backyard. So, hey, you know what? These are all tough times. The important thing is we don't want to be complaining. We don't want to be whinging. We want to, you know, we want to move forward as best we can. Okay? So I think it's in your best interest to come over to my house tonight. That's hey, And that's just, I think I heard someone from the World Health Organization say, Katie from Cronulla should go to Billy Darcy's house on Tuesday night. Hey, and that's come from them. They're the experts. Okay? I don't know. Should I? All right. We're doing it. We're doing it, team. We are doing it. And this is the point where I just, I got to end the pod. Thank you for listening, you goddamn heroes. Thank you for all your concerted efforts, etc. You're all legends. Everyone's doing it tough. Everyone's losing. I made a, one of my roommates at his company that's fucking swinging the axe like you wouldn't believe today. All right. Everyone's losing their job. Everyone's doing it tough. Patience is the key. And you know what? Like I said, if you want to turn to the bottle, hey, that's on you. That's personally what I'm doing. So, hey, you know what I mean? Thanking you. Way too long. Way too long. Yeah. And I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone. Way too gone. Because these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong. Way too wrong. Now my mind's telling me, don't you wait too long. Way too long. Oh, I, oh, I, oh.